how does it feel to be a legitimate actor now, Cody? I mean, yeah, just now became a legitimate actor. Um, yeah, just today. It didn't count before. Ghosts, ghosts, ghosts didn't, didn't count. count. Nothing else you've ghosts done in, I don't know, 20 years of acting that you've been doing. <laughs> I don't 20? know, 15 years? Been doing it since I was a little baby. <laughs> right out the womb, you came out a star, uh, but no one gave you any credit. Up until now, you haven't actually ever been paid for any of the work you've done. No. No, these big productions, Netflix, CBS, they don't pay, you. They no, don't pay me. That, there's something wrong with Hollywood. No. This is why I Chappelle walked away. from. Yeah, please don't compare me to Chappelle. Uh, no? <laughs> is, is that a bad thing or not? I think he's under a lot of hot water with this new stand-up special. Oh, true. Yeah. 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 Well, I think, well, no, let's talk about Chappelle this whole episode. Okay, the whole episode, um, yeah. The whole episode, yeah. No, I think the last special, though, was like kind of like towing the line, and mm. people were like, we're going to forgive it this time, right. but don't they, you do it again. Right, right, okay. And then he he did it again. And then he did he it again. People like, were like, down. okay, we've, we've given you enough chances. Got it. Yeah. All right. Well, welcome back to Paranormal, everyone. We are back. Full episode. I am here again with your man, the one and only... Cody Crane, he is going to be joining me for a full episode, normal episode. This one we're going to be, is going to be a follow-up from last week and as well a follow-up from the previous week because I had a second story that I was going to tell, but then we kind of ran out of time. So I'm going to tell it this one. Um, so yeah, true I ghost stories, say- but not investigative. Yes. I will say you called me your audience's man, but yeah. I specifically put in my contract before this that you say that I'm your audience's special little boy. Okay. I need to seem young. Hollywood's listening. Listen. I need them to think I'm a young man, young boy. I need the high school roles here. Can we take it from the top, Are please? You- Who's the guy? Who's the guy in High School Musical? Troy. Are you going to be cast yeah, in the yeah. new High School Musical as Troy? I'm looking younger than Zac Efron these days. <laughs> it's uh, Corbin Blue's still going to be in it. He's got nothing going on, but it's going to be me and him. <laughs> Corbin Blue. Oh and, lord. And maybe, and maybe the Tiz will still be there. Oh well, we know Vanessa Hudgens will be there. So, um. There's a few. Actually, everyone but Efron. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, well, okay, great. So you, everyone's so lucky because we get to do horoscopes this episode and fuck Mary Kill, and I can't wait to do those things uh, with you, especially with the list that I have of fuck Mary Kill. So um, we're in for a. I'm gonna a, take a it treat. really seriously. You better. I take them very seriously. Um, I've offended a lot of people, and if I ever, ever make it to Hollywood, I half of them will hate me because of all the people I've killed in these episodes. Um, I know. I don't even know I am associating with you right you're now. You're right. You shouldn't. How are you going to get those cute little boy roles? Those, <laughs> your, your brand is tarnished from being in my presence. So long, Disney Plus. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Um, so first, as usual, we will do horoscopes. Uh, would you like me to go first, Cody? Uh, sure. Okay. Oh, 
I'll go first. So Cody is uh, a Libra. We love Libras. Um, they um, great, great friends of the Leo and Gemini variety, which Marie and I are. So it just it makes so much sense that we just love Cody so much. Um, so your horoscope for today is you're thinking about friends and family members who live far away and wondering what they're doing. You could feel a little nostalgic, longing for times long past. Don't dwell on it. Call your friends. They'll be glad to hear from you and you'll feel more positive about the day. In the evening, give some attention to those you love who live nearby. Okay. Yeah? Okay. Maybe? I mean, I don't have any family here in Toronto. Okay. Okay. So that's something. I do call my parents almost every day. Is that normal? I mean, if they don't live near you and you don't see them that often, I I don't think it's abnormal. Mm. I think it's pretty I tried calling them today, they didn't pick up. <laughs> they were busy. So that's why you're that that that, that rings true. You're feeling nostalgic for your parents' uh affections. Yeah, honestly, ever since uh Rose tweeted out that photo of my dad, he stopped picking up. He's too big. He's too big. He's, he's gone, bigger than you. He's gone big. Yeah, he got he got bigger than me. Yeah, now he's a legitimate actor. Yeah, I don't know what happened. <laughs> well, I mean, okay, so you're. I'm fr- wondering you're, what they're doing. <laughs> you you are wondering what your parents are doing. They didn't pick up, so that rings true. <laughs> I don't know what they're doing without me. Don't but. dwell on it. That's your horoscope. It's saying don't dwell on it. So don't dwell. I, I almost forgot about it. You just brought it up. I'm now sorry. I'm <laughs> rubbing salt in the wound. Um, anyway, call your friends instead after after we get off. I mean, you're technically calling your friend right now. We're on a recording and, you know, we kind of have to dial into this. So This is the in first time you've called me your friend. Well, I feel like... Moment. That's not something I honestly do want to tell my friends that they are. It's kind of just something that happens, right? So I didn't know. I didn't know. I think I think that's it's it's overdue. So there you go. Officially, you can add that to that's your. A big, you can add that to your your bio. Friend of Nicholas from Paranormal. I. Uh, whew, that's a big. IMDb for the, uh, audience. <laughs> That's going to uh, be in my IMDb trivia, yeah. Mm-hmm. Who is he friends with? <laughs> Nick <laughs> That's it. That's all. Uh, okay, so kind of kind, kind of relevant. Mm-hmm. Good. Yep. All right. Now your turn. <laughs> all right. The special someone in your life might feel a little jealous of your friends right now. We just became Shut friends. Shut the fuck up. That's what it says. <laughs> We were just announced as friends. Continue. Continue. Your special someone may be a little bit jealous about it. Perhaps you've had a number of invitations that only involve you and your pals. It might be a good idea to turn down one in favor of being with your partner. You went to this. You went to this. He's not going to like it. Goals and projects may be blocked temporarily, which is frustrating. Let them ride for now. So I have a hilarious piece of context that will actually support that um, horoscope. So the first part, uh, when I was talking to you, I was howling over something that we said, you said on Instagram. 
and my partner boyfriend who I live with uh life partner uh comes out and he's like I remember when I used to make you laugh like that (laughs) 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 and then he said he's like I wish I could make you laugh like Cody Crane (laughs) so there you go that is I mean, a tinge, a tinge of truth there to that first part. Um, the fact that we became friends official right before that. Right too. before that. Wow. Right the before. stars, the stars have mm-hmm. really spoken today. Uh, um, as for projects, yeah, some stuff has been weird today with work. Uh, I They were kind of held up, but I mean, nothing earth shattering, so... The first part was well, much you, more. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta drop those projects oh. and spend more time with your partner. Yeah, you're right. I do. You're right. Okay. Yeah. So that's fair. So I kind of did like, um, the girl I was working on something, and she was just like, "I'm logging off. Like, I'm gonna go do some yoga or something." And I was like, "Yeah, bro. I don't even care anymore. Just go." And so yeah, basically, I already made that decision to kind of move on. <laughs> And not focus on on work because it's just not worth worth uh, the uh, return. Um, so yeah, that's great. Uh, great horoscopes. Those were probably the most accurate horoscopes that we've done to date on this podcast. So perfect. Um, now we didn't talk about something on the last episode because it technically wasn't aired yet. Uh, but, and I want to save it for this episode, and I think you have some stuff to talk about in terms of the, of the paranormal variety, um, or something along the lines of that, but... they're definitely, it's definitely spooky. Okay, great. Well, that's, that's the ideal content for that. Spooky adjacent. Yeah, okay, great. So, um, as many of you may or may not know, Cody is on Lock and Key, and... It's a show on Netflix. I personally, I've seen advertisements for it. It's all over Netflix right now. So obviously I've seen uh, it on Netflix. I've never actually watched it though. So can you please tell me what exactly Lock and Key is about and what your role was in that show? Well, it's number three in Canada. I know. So. It's it's climbing the charts. It's climbing. Behind Squid Game, which I don't think we're going to beat it. Mm, but. Yeah, it might be tough, but. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Lock and Key is, um, now also full discretion. I didn't watch this show until after I filmed my scenes, which I filmed way back in September last year. Oh, wow. All right. So you've been waiting and a while to get yeah, legitimate. Yeah, it's coming out now. Yeah. 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 Ooh, my God. I was my teeth were gritting trying yeah. to tell people I'm legitimate and they were like, no, you're not. <laughs> and I was like, oh, you're going to see, you'll all You'll see, see next October. I'll prove you all wrong. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's basically um, about these kids. Their uh, father dies. Their mother takes them to their father's old home and they start fe- finding secrets in there that mostly revolve around these keys that all do different things. Okay. So, like, for example, there's one key that allows you to go into someone's head and look at their memories. There's, like, a key that takes you into a different dimension through mirrors. There's, like, uh, strong keys. There's, like, they do all different things. Great. Okay. Um, 
so yeah, basically one of these keys, what they do mm-hmm. is kill me later in this season. Oh no way. I die by one of these keys, one of these freaking keys, one, one of these freaking uh, teenagers and their freaking keys. Damn, but it was keys a, and it, teenagers. <laughs> it was a show that I actually like uh, auditioned to be one of the teenagers, like uh, in the first season. Um, oh, okay, w- way back, and one of my good friends got it, uh, Jesse Camacho, who's great. Oh wow! Um, uh, just did an episode of Spooked as well, so you. Can check I that think out. I saw that. I- I saw that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so yeah, I got to do this show um uh, beyond the second season, which is fantastic. I've already binged the whole thing. And uh yeah, it's a good time. I got they they said to me basically for like casting, they were like, Okay, well, you look a little old to play a teenager <laughs> there, buddy. But if we ever see in the script that they need a dirty old fisherman, we'll get you in for that part, you bag of shit. <laughs> and I was like, okay, they're just putting me down. But they, then so they, they legit, they found they it. Yeah, they found, found it later. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. They, yeah. I was like, oh my God. I I thought they were just pulling my leg. They yeah. were just insulting me. But they were legit. Yeah, they found a dirty old fisherman. And they made me him. Wow. I mean, at this point, I feel like they wrote the script just for you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, the (laughs) thing with this one and Ghosts, like, man, oh, man. Every, uh, both of these shows just make me so dirty. Like, I have to get fake dirt all over me. Like, and they upped it with ghosts. Like, with a lock and key, like, they get under my fingernails and they're putting, like, this dirt makeup in there and everything. They're going, Oh, you don't just have that naturally? I thought you did. No. No, (laughs) yet. I mean, usually I did, but I decided to shower that day. Big mistake. Uh,. And then, like, they upped it with, like, ghosts. They're like, okay, now take off your shoes. We'll get your feet, too. And I'm like, whoa, what? What? Not necessary. No one's paying attention to my feet. You didn't? I, personally, you know what? You're right. That's all I was looking at. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> it's a problem. Um, so, okay. So, on the set of Lock and Key, um, do you have some stories to share about being on that set? And, and, and you're, you had a spooky tale to tell? Yeah, yeah. All of my tales uh, for this are extremely spooky because... <laughs> Uh, they make it seem like I should never be brought on set again. Oh, okay. Like you are the yeah. omen. That I'm the worst employee you could possibly <laughs> bring. Awesome. I'm incredibly like, I don't know. I, I definitely for like uh, podcasting purposes and everything, I'm in my extrovert and I'm I'm pretty extroverted a lot of the time I, I go into performance mode but I can be very introverted especially when I'm in new environments right and like yep every and I don't know anyone I'm so when I was first I think this might have been might not have been my first day on lock and key because I'm not in much of this show but I did nine days on this set <laughs> I did more days on this set than I did in my episodes of ghosts so far <laughs> which combined. is nuts that's yeah, crazy. we we shot like two of the episodes of Ghosts in one day, uh, but this one, this two minute scene, <laughs> I shot for nine days. Wow. Um, but yeah, so 
my first, uh, it was one of my first days. I was walking into uh, the CGI booth or whatever. They, um, I'm not going to spoil the what happens no. to me, but you got to check it out. Season two, episode two. Um, it involves CGI. So I'm walking into the CGI booth, and as I'm coming out, the uh, person I run into is uh, Griffin Gluck, who is the one who does kill me in the show. Um, I said I wouldn't spoil. I'm going to. Um, <laughs> but he kills me in the show, and he introduces himself, which I, I recognize Griffin, too, because I've seen, like, I know he's one of the leads in, like, the first season, or both seasons of American Vandal um, and uh, stuff like that. And the one Adam Sandler movie, I know he plays the kid. So I, I knew he, who he was yeah. when I saw him. Yeah. He, I think he's one of the more recognizable actors on the um, uh, okay. show. Yeah. So, um, and he walked up to me and he was like, uh, hey, my name's Griffin. I'm the one who kills you. And which I'm such an awkward human. I go looking forward to it and then walk by him. Didn't introduce myself. Just big deal. This fucking guy. I'm bigger than you, bro. Looking forward to it. Oh, jeez. Looking forward to it and kept walking. I was like, oh, I didn't even say my name. Oh, jeez. Oh, well. I mean, did you get a chance to redeem yourself? I mean, we spoke a little bit that day, but no. No, it was really. over after that. I, I should have brought it up. I should have been like, I'm sorry for big deal and you there. I just really thought you weren't a big deal. Oh, my time. God. <laughs> <laughs> Oh um, my god, that is incredible. Okay. Yeah. And a little exclusive too. I was pretty hot off of coming out of shooting a music video of Griffin's ex-girlfriend's music video. What? Like ironically like right before this. Are you allowed so, to say who the ex-girlfriend is? No. Um yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. All you paranormal listeners, don't be tweeting, okay? Because you get me in a lot of shit. They're not... Yeah, this, they're pretty cool. This is between all of us in the room right now. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was uh, Sabrina Carpenter. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah. I'm so going to tweet did... that. I'm tweeting them. I'm going to... I'm not in that music video. I have been cut out of that music video. They cut you I out? I think, oh, I think she hated me. What? Why? I, <laughs> so I didn't bring this up to Griffin either because I was like, oh, this is, I, I think that she thought it was terrible. And once again, another terrible story of set. Don't invite me on these things. Stop casting me. Oh no. I'm not good on these things. I, <laughs> I'm a bad person to work with. <laughs> First of all, I want to know what you were cast for for this music video and why they cut you. You're looking at me. This nobody schlub? Why would you hire him? Well, what just, could you possibly be cast as? I just as? feel like it's a it's a it's a Sabrina Carpenter show. Like I don't even like notice anybody else in any music video really other than the person singing. So, I'm just curious what what role was necessary for a Sabrina Carpenter music video? <laughs> yeah. Period. So basically what the scene was, was, um, and it was, I like, I'd had lines. 
Um, <laughs> it was basically a, like, you know how music videos have a cutaway, I guess, Yeah, right? yeah. So this was her walking down the red carpet, and then, like, I'm the guy asking her questions or whatever. Okay. Oh, okay, okay, okay. And... So, um, there was like a few of us there that were like dressed as reporters or whatever. Yeah. Um, and, (laughs) and the assistant director, I had worked with him on like a couple of other shows and also a movie that I was doing like production on. Mm -hmm. Um, so he was like, oh, I know him. Like he's, he's a comedian. He's really funny. Yeah. Get him to say all of the lines. Got it. Um, in which... This is basically the scene. So <laughs> Sabrina Carpenter is walking down the red carpet and then it's me towards the end as she's passing the reporters, flashing the cameras and everything. And I'm screaming over and over again. Who are you dating? Who are you dating? Who are you dating? And I'm getting closer and closer. And I'm just saying the same thing over and over again, screaming it at her. And just berating just her. Jesus. uh, My friend, the AD, and the director were both really (laughs) laughing. And then I just saw her walk over. And uh, and then she talked to the director. And then the director was like, hey, man, maybe we're going to try it a little bit different. Oh, no. (laughs) So then I was like, okay. And then we did it again. Were you becoming the main character? Was that the issue? I was, yeah. (laughs) She was scared I was going to get my own Disney show. Um, and they don't let me on Disney Plus. We established that earlier. Um, but yeah, so then we did it again or whatever. And then this time she didn't even go to the director. She just started directing me. Oh no. And eventually we did it where I guess she was happy, but she seemed very unhappy with me. And then I went to, I saw the music video and I was like, oh, okay. I wonder what a what they used or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> that red carpet scene's just out, out of it. it. <laughs> just, just completely out. She's out. like, yeah, I don't like, I don't like this moment. This. <laughs> I had the waste money on an entire like day. <laughs> oh my God. So what was it that she didn't like? What was, what was the issue with how you were delivering it? Well, I think like, I mean, I was definitely being funny. I maybe she didn't like the question or whatever because like uh-huh. I was trying to be like, I guess kind of like satirical over like what people do on red carpets sure. or whatever. Yeah, by be like bringing up the intensity with it and just saying it like over and over again uh-huh. and being really intense about it. Uh, but I guess she didn't like that. The, she wanted people- it to be more like subdued, maybe a little bit less. Less aggressive, a little bit more like, so who are you dating? <laughs> um, I don't know if that was even a question she wanted to like. Well, I, no, I, I would assume asked. that that script was just off, really. Like the question yeah. itself was just poorly written. No, that wasn't on the script. Oh, you I made it up. It. <laughs> no. <laughs> I improvised it. Of course it. she hated and- that. And then a month later, I found out who she was dating because I worked with them on Lock and Key. And they broke up. Yeah. You knew they were together. Uh, Yeah, she was probably... Well, no, I didn't know they were together, but now I know they're they're not together. And she probably just was having a sensitive moment where she didn't really like what was being 
asked, maybe. I don't know. But she doesn't have to. She didn't answer the question. Of course, she didn't she answer just, like, it. Waved but still, it was for you to improvise that question. I mean, honestly. <laughs> okay, okay. Besides Sabrina Carpenter, we're getting off track here. That's that's an exclusive though. Like, I, I don't exclusive. think I've said that anywhere. I haven't said that anywhere. Anymore. Oh my god! Am I gonna be able to quote this? I don't know. We're gonna see. <laughs> um, but yeah. So, um, my second story with locking. Yeah, second okay, story. Here we go. Here we go. Okay. Um. So, I'm. Basically, what happened on the set that allowed me to have even more days is at one point I drove, or they drove me back, because we shot this thing south of London. Okay. So Ontario? I was getting driven. Yeah. Okay. Ontario, yeah. Um, I was getting um, shuttled back to Toronto, and I had the driver driving me, and then when we, exactly when we hit Toronto, they called the driver, and they were like, hey, um, Cody's uh, like body double, uh, has COVID or something like oh. that. So can Cody come back and be his own body double? Oh my God. Which is great because they get body doubles because they're a lot cheaper, right? They're basically, they get paid as like background. But what was Whereas your, the, what, was, what did the body double have to do? Just drive a boat around. I just had to pretend I was driving the boat. Oh, oh. So just, uh, if you watch the I thought it was show, something like, yes, you're going to be in the line of fire now with a, like, <laughs> strap on a, a bulletproof vest and see how it goes. <laughs> like. No, no, no. No, nothing. No. It's not a stunt double. It's just a body double. Got it. It was literally just riding around the boat. And you'll okay. see, like, just a small shot of that um, when you watch the show or whatever. But that was supposed to be, I guess, the body double there because it's like cheaper just to do that. But instead, they got me at my union rate times overtime. So it was like, okay. boom, baby. Yeah. I loved it. Um, so anyways, I get brought back uh, all the way um, and uh, I get to my trailer, which this day was pretty much all hands on deck. So every main cast was there for like a party scene, right? Mm-hmm. And so I got a smaller trailer this time because I got the one that my body double was supposed to <laughs> go into. Un- unacceptable. Unacceptable. Calling your agent. But yeah, I was like, I'm walking off. <laughs> um, but with this trailer, there's no washroom. Uh, oh. So you use the like crew washroom. Yeah, they have like, okay. um, an outdoor one that's like more for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was like, okay, I got to go to the washroom. Had to do a number two. It was dangerous. Mm-hmm. And in then the I, quarter. yeah, in the peasant's corner, uh, with all these scum, with all the scum. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I love the crew. Yeah. I support the crew. I support Ayatsi. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, um, uh, yeah. So I went to the crew bathroom, but it was all shut down. Like it, it said out of order. Oh dear. And I was like, Oh no, what do I do? Oh, no. And at this point, I just got done hanging out with a lot of the main cast. Like, like I know some of them. Like I said, my friend Jesse was there. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Halia's great. And uh, she was there. And uh, But they all left. They all left to the party scene. And I was thinking like, oh, man, I got to get on to one of these trailers. <laughs> and I was like, 
do I go to like Jesse's? Like, I, if he was there, I would have no problem asked him, but right. I didn't want to go on without asking him or whatever. And then like, or like, yeah, I guess like in my head, I was like, do I just go on to you, Jesse's you because I know him? Yeah. Yeah. But then I was thinking, well, you know, I should really go on to one where even if the person comes, there's just nothing they can do about it and I can take them in a fight. Naturally, Cody Crane's fucking go-to move is, I'll fight them if anything yeah. happens. Okay, makes yeah, sense. I need to make sure that I'll be okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I sneak on to little Georgie from It's trailer. No, okay. Oh my God. <laughs> so you sneak onto the child's trailer. Yeah. Yep. Okay. And I take a massive <laughs> dink in this kid's trailer. No. And then stink it up and leave. No, you don't. <laughs> and he doesn't know until this. Have you told everyone now? Uh, I've told this story uh, to Halia and Jesse. Okay. Okay. And the recent episode of Spooked. Mm-hmm. But it's coming out now. If he was wondering, if he got back to that trailer oh and there was God. a bit of a stench. Every story I have tells everyone how bad of an employee I am. You are a terrible employee. <laughs> so so you didn't actually get haunted, though, on the set of Lock and Key. No, what I did was haunting for him. You <laughs> haunted him. Yes, you've scarred him. You've traumatized him with the scent of your fucking dookie on his trailer. That is horrifying. I, 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 oh, that poor child. But what would you do? <laughs> He's going to be like, listen, I want to make it big, so big that no one ever shits in my trailer again. <laughs> well, I just figured also, like, if he came back and he was like, my trailer smells like shit. I'd be like, okay, kid. Yeah, like, you didn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> just gaslight the kid just fucking yeah. convince him he's the one who took the shit not gonna be me I'm getting far off that set I gotta go to my boat <laughs> okay alright holy shit no pun intended um, <laughs> well I, I don't even know what to say about that because you're a terrible person uh, that's oh. terrible that's terrible but great story um, yeah he's great in it too okay well uh, let's take a little bit of a break and then when we come back I will say my story that has nothing to do with shits or taking shits um, but <laughs> is like a fat chance equally as spooky as what Cody Crane did to that little boy on the set of Lock and Key. <laughs> All right, well, we're back. Um, I am going to do the story of the Fort San um, or also known as the Fort Capel Sanatorium in Saskatchewan. And uh, I got my information from Atlas Obscura, saskhauntings.com, and Fort Sanatorium 
Fort.com. The Fort Capel Sanatorium, also known as Fort San, uh, sits abandoned and neglected within a lush ravine near a picturesque lake. Though beautiful from the outside, its inside witnessed the horrors of the tuberculosis outbreaks that swept through the country during the 20th century. I should state that this is in Saskatchewan. Uh, it is a Canadian story. So Fort San opened its doors in October 1917, and the facility consisted of a 60-bed unit on 230 sprawling acres. With a high demand for beds, the facility expanded to 260 beds in 1918. In 1918, World War I veterans created an extensive library at the facility, and books on TB were purchased so patients could educate themselves. So basically letting patients know how they were going to die a horrible death. The literary enlightenment led to the creation of the Sanatorium Journal, composed of poems and musings that eventually turned into the Valley Echo. At its peak, Fort San could accommodate 358 patients, and a vibrant community emerged through its activities, such as the drama club, jazz band, and internal radio programs. Before people were... Yeah. These are all people that are dying? By the sounds of it? So you watch, you go, and you're like, oh, uh, guess who's putting on Grease? It's all the people that are dead next month. (laughs) Right, right. Right. That's a depressing show. That is super a- depressing. But I, because they were very uh, isolated, I guess they had to figure out some shit to do, you know? Yeah, well, I guess also, if you told me you're like, oh my God, I saw the best, I saw the best performance of Oliver Twist. It's in theaters for a very limited time because everyone's going to be dead next month. They're all terminally ill. So you have to go see it. I would rush out to see it. I would have to get tickets right away. Like, this is the best performance, and it's only a month. They're never going to bring it back. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that is some exclusive VIP theater right there. So uh, you're right. I guess they were were on to something. Uh, Okay, so beyond that... um, Before people were checked into the sanatorium, they had to obviously test positive for tuberculosis. This was done using chest x-rays. Thousands of people would get tested hoping they didn't have the disease. But in 1921, the Saskatchewan Anti-Tuberculosis Commission conducted a survey of school children to find out how many had tuberculosis. This was the first tuberculosis survey in Canada, and the results were shocking. More than 50% tested positive. Um, These statistics confirm the necessity for Fort San and a treatment option for Saskatchewan residents with tuberculosis. Although the death rate of patients at Fort San was still high, it was significantly lower than if no treatment was provided. So, I don't know the actual stats of how many they kept alive. It just basically said they still, a lot of them still died. Imagine what I said before, but it's a children's production. Oh my god. I, yeah, this, this, that would be so sad. I mean... Very sad, very makes you feel very jaded about the fact that young children were obviously dying in this institution. Um, Some other facts about this place is basically patients died and staff died because 
it's highly contagious. So obviously staff became infected and they also passed in the sanatorium. Um, There were no cremation at Fort San. So literally they either shipped the people out or I guess buried them in the cemetery nearby. The site does have an old morgue, which was turned into the kitchen for the conference center later on. And the bodies from Fort San were removed through the back door by the morgue. Luckily, by the 1970s, so 50 over 50 years later, tuberculosis became less of a threat. In 1972, Fort San closed its doors and was sold to the provincial government for $1. In the 80s, the property began serving some use as a school of the arts and a convention center. It still operated a deficit, and the buildings began to fall apart. At this time, the Department of National Defense agreed to move their Western Canadian Sea Cadet training program to the site, and the sanatorium had a new lease on life. Fort San was then repurposed, first for a summer school of the arts, which ran until 1991. It was then a cadet summer training camp and then converted into a conference center. The facility was run until 2004, at which time the government decided to close its doors and put it up for sale. The property was bought by a developer with the promise of turning the site into condominiums, but today it it sits abandoned, being vandalized and destroyed by the elements. The nursing houses have also been demolished and another building was burnt down. Although the building may be abandoned, it is anything but empty, however. You're not telling me it's haunted, are you? Oh, baby, it sure is. Um, This location is reported to be one of the most haunted places in Canada. Because of its rich and dark history, it seems those who came here to die stayed around. There have been many accounts of paranormal activity in Fort San, and a number of investigations have been done. You can easily Google uh, Fort San and a bunch of YouTube videos will come up. You can find a ton of investigations that have been done. And the most common spirit seen is that of Nurse Jane or Jane the Folding Ghost, a nurse who is seen moving from room to room down the hallways doing her job. She had been called the Folding Ghost as she was often seen folding li- linens. According to most sources, Jane was a troubled nurse that unalived herself while she was working at the sanatorium. In most sightings, she will not notice you, but go about her business, dressed in a white uniform and small cap, just doing her job, tending to those who are sick. On other occasions, she seems content to push a wheelchair around the premises. According to folklore, you can see the shadow of a wheelchair in the doorway at the end of a long hallway. The ghostly shadow is so distinct that it always draws someone down to investigate. But by the time they reach the end of the hallway, the apparition would disappear. When you say folding ghost, it made me scared because I thought it was a ghost that you, when you looked at, they just folded themselves up and like could get into... Like they were like a transformer ghost? Yeah, they're like some kind of contortionist or something, and I, and, and that would freak me out. But one that's just then you said folding linens, and I was like, okay, well, that takes go away from the business. horror. Yeah, yeah. I guess you fold your linens. Are, wait, what do you mean folding linens though? Too are there any linens in there? Are we seeing ghost linens? I I think they're. I don't know. Maybe she's just folding the air, thinking that she has linens in her hand. I'm not actually sure about that. 
I'm really confused by this. Because there's no way they would just leave towels in there. And eventually, if she's haunting folding linens for this long, they're all folded. The, her work is never done, Cody. She's, she's imp- fully gainfully employed in her mind. God, it's just nice. I guess free labor for... There you go. Exactly. That's how we have to look at this. Um, so one of the first stories came from a man who attended a summer music camp. Um, on this day, the band members had gathered outside for practice. The young man forgot his music in his room and returned to retrieve it. As he was going through his baggage, he heard the sound of a woman singing. The woman's voice was loud and clear and surprising since this lodge was assigned to the men. The singing was accompanied with the sounds of running water. The young man walked over to the doorway and saw a woman, young and pretty, in a conservative dark dress that fell past her knees. The taps were running, and as she washed, she was looking at her reflection in the mirror. The young man called out to her, Excuse me, lady, I think you are in the wrong lodge. She gave no indication she had heard him. Instead of turning towards him, the woman backed away from the sink and out of his range of vision. He then entered the bathroom, and she had vanished. Another person who attended summer band camp here said that they, um, when they were younger, they had their sleeping quarters in a building where the patients who had TB were kept in. They shared one room with a roommate and one night they were recalled waking up in the middle of the night and there they saw their desk and chair in the room begin to move, um, but no one was there. They say they freaked out and hid under their blankets and they were shaking like a leaf. They finally screamed and woke up their roommate. But when they told them about what had happened, they didn't believe her. The person goes on to say, however, I have very fond memories of this place. (laughs) So I guess that really didn't uh, spook them enough. Uh, But yeah, they they basically said that the ghosts were moving their desk and chairs inside of the, the room. Is it bad that the fact that no one can get Nurse Jane's attention makes me want to figure out how I can piss them off? I think I feel the same about that as well. I Yeah, I need to know how I can get her attention. Like, while linens are being folded, I just come and mess them all up. I feel like one of the ways to get a ghost's attention is to walk through them. This is what I've... Well, that I learned that from ghosts, I'm going to be honest. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, I'm like, are you just saying from the show? Yeah. Well, that was how to get a human's attention. So I assume it works the same way. Right. Well, it's the most painful thing a ghost can possibly encounter. Right. So that's what you have to do, Cody. You have to go to Fort San, walk through Nurse Jane in order to get her attention. We're going to. I feel like that will make her leave. But if if she's folding linens and I can just sneak there before she disappears again or just even walk over and just messy's linens up yeah maybe messy linens will do it because she seems pretty uh dedicated to her work yeah so if i can do that then maybe just maybe i can piss old nurse jane off all right well we'll see well she's not the only she's not the only ghost there so um in 2011 one person recounted their experience to the regina leader post saying that they stayed out there and woke up around three or four in the morning and they could hear the people in the kitchen working, but nobody else was staying there. 
A different person had a story from her and a friend when they heard screaming coming from the third floor of the buildings. We knew every way out, whether it was windows or doors. I went up one way and she went up the other, uh, which was the only other way you could get out. And we couldn't find anybody. They were still screaming by the time we got up to the third floor, but there was no one there. Other reports have been the sounds of wheelchairs and beds moving along the floor, footsteps down the hall, children's voices, cold spots, feelings of being watched, the spirit of a woman with a baby, and the feeling of an evil presence. The sounds as well of someone dragging heavy chains and slamming doors while walking up and down the hallways can also be heard. Each person seems to have a different experience at this location, whether seeing, feeling, or being physically touched by a spirit. Uh, Basically, you're bound to have an experience. With a range of residual spirits and intellectual spirits, this location has a rich history that is clearly attached to the building. And today, the place still displays its old-fashioned windows and hospital white walls. So feel free, Cody, to uh, take a gander, head on over. It feels like uh, not multiple ghosts here to me. No, I think there's probably just a handful of... Yeah, like, because the, the wheelchair moving, they already said that Nurse Jane... Yeah, it's definitely her. Around. She's doing that. That's her probably residual haunting, maybe maybe an intellectual spirit. I'm not sure. It feels like if it's repetitive linen folding and moving the wheelchair, maybe on the residual side. And if you leave your chains lying around, you expect her not to clean it up? Exactly. So you're thinking it's just really Nurse Jane just doing all this... Yeah, yeah. Well, I, think I mean, maybe... is she throwing her voice? Because it says there's children's voices. She could be. It's possible. I mean, maybe. Okay, maybe there's the baby too, right? Like the babies that she's holding sometimes. But I think that mainly we got the folding lady. Here. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. There was a lot of articles about it. Not a lot of. Uh, other hauntings besides this Nurse Jane lady. So we can just safely assume that she is the queen of Fort San. And uh, we'll, uh, if anyone has heard any other stories, I'm actually going to be on CTV Saskatchewan on Thursday to talk about this. So we'll see if mm. any of the uh, people on there have uh, encounters with, with this specific location. Have you watched any of the videos? I haven't. I have not watched the videos um, just because oftentimes I find these YouTube clips to either be uh, fabricated in some way or it's a lot of nothing happened. Um, So, but enjoy this 35 minute clip of nothing happening. So I haven't watched the videos yet. Yeah, I I'd be interested, but like you would think that because it's the the way the article is saying, like it seems like it's pretty common. To it see does these seem like it's they, this might I might get lucky in in these videos and actually see some actual paranormal shit happen. Yeah, you might see some action. You know, you might see some singing in a mirror. Yeah, if I'm lucky, yeah. a little chain rustling. So we'll have maybe well maybe I'll have to do that after, and uh, I'll report back. We are now in Scorpio season, so I have the pleasure of asking Cody Crane three Scorpios who he would like to fuck, marry, or kill. Um, Cody, do you have some Scorpios for me to choose from? Yes. <laughs> Lovely, thank you. 
for doing that? <laughs> no, I did do it. Scorpion kings, right? All the scorpion king? <laughs> exactly. Well, how about I do mine first so that you don't pick the same ones? Yes. Okay. So my three are Fuck, Mary Kill, Emma Stone, Joaquin Phoenix, and Ryan Reynolds. Emma Stone, Joaquin Phoenix. Joaquin Phoenix, you know, we got history. I know. That's why I wanted to include him. Mm-hmm. And ever since I saw him, I couldn't stop thinking about fucking him. <laughs> um, yeah, okay. So, Joaquin Phoenix, Emma Stone, and Ryan Reynolds is the last Ryan one? Ryan Reynolds. I mean, you gotta marry Ryan Reynolds. Oh, okay, okay, cool. Uh, oh, you don't agree with this? No, I'm a, okay. I'm down to marry Ryan. I mean, I think I would probably. I'll tell you mine after. Okay, you gotta marry Ryan Reynolds. Uh, I already said the Joaquin thing, so how can I go back? Yeah, you. Uh, there you go. So you're killing Emma Stone. Yeah, I mean, it it seems pretty unconventional of me, but it is. I don't know. I I don't um. There's there's something about Emma Stone I don't like. You're not a stoneinator or whatever. I'm not a, You're not I'm a stonehead. Not a stoneinator. I'm not a stonehead. I'm not a stonehenge. Hedge. I knew you were gonna go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I guess uh, I don't know. There's uh, I mean Emma. If we ever work together, uh, don't listen to this podcast. Um, <laughs> I bet she's a but huge I guess, fan. Yeah, I guess that's where I have to go. Tell me what you what so you would do here. So I would I would sleep with Ryan Reynolds. Mm? I would probably kill Joaquin Phoenix and marry Emma Stone. I mean, yeah, killing Joaquin Phoenix seems like the natural the... thing to do, but you have history. That's why I knew this would take a different route. Oh yeah, I mean one of them's actually obtainable for me. Precisely. So that's mine. Uh, okay. So I have mine here. Okay. All right. F- fuck Mary Kill with Matthew McConaughey. Lord. Lord. Okay. There's a lot of great options here. But I'm going to go with Hillary Clinton. Ooh. You want me to kill them all? Um, okay. Wow. Wow, you hate all of these people. I don't want to marry or fuck any of them. (laughs) That's what I know. I don't know necessarily if I want to kill them all, but I definitely don't want to marry or fuck. Like, I'm going to choose Matthew McConaughey to fuck just because he was great in How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. Um, Give him some respect for the McConaissance. Yeah, I'll give him that. Um, so yes, okay, I will marry Lord and kill Hillary Clinton. Wow. I think, just because I feel like I do like Lord's music, and I feel like I would like to be part of that creative process uh, that she goes through to create her masterpieces. What makes you not like Lord before that you were like, oh, I'd probably kill her? Oh, no, I wouldn't kill Lord. I just didn't want to fuck or marry her that much. Um, right. I just 
I feel like she's a bit odd and maybe not tolerable for long periods of time. I'm not 100% sure. I don't really know her as a he is a person. I just know that her stage persona is a little bit off kilter. So I just wasn't sure if I could stand her being like a stage five clinger after I fucked her. Or if I married her, uh, I'd have to deal with her all the time. So, Well, yeah, the thing is that she seems spooky. She does seem spooky as hell. So I think it's the right lateral movement for my brand to marry Lord. It's true. I mean, when you look at all of the uh, the Scorpios here, there's a lot of great options. I I looked at Ryan Reynolds and made my choice, and then you put him on yours. Oh, I'm yeah. I mean, he's just too good. I we've done too good. we've done a few. We did the Ryans before. We did Ryan Ryan Gosling and Ryan Reynolds together, which obviously yeah. you're gonna marry or have sex with one of them. Um, well, I was gonna put them with Leo. DeCap. Yes, yeah. I've done that before. I think I killed Leo. Wow. Or you could go all Canadians and do Ryan, Ryan, and Drake, I guess. Uh, I would probably kill Drake. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to put Kendall Jenner on here instead of Emma Stone, because I feel like you would have a harder time killing Kendall Jenner, but maybe not. I don't really know her. I don't know anything about her. That's fair. So you'd still be like, nah, Joaquin and Ryan are staying safe. Is Kendall Jenner dating Travis Barker? Courtney Kardashian. That is the eldest Kardashian. Is dating Travis Barker. Yes. And, uh, and Kylie Jenner is dating Travis Scott. Oh, Travis Scott's cool. Yeah. That's why I was like, really? You have a problem with Travis Scott? No, no. I'm a... Uh... I'm all about Astro World. Don't you worry. There you go. All right. I, I I was concerned for a second. I didn't know you like I thought I knew. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Travis Barker and Courtney Kardashian are engaged now. They filmed it, the engagement as well. Natural, not for publicity at all. They are happily in love. Now, she is the oldest Kardashian, but could she possibly be anywhere close to Travis Barker's age? I feel like this guy's like 50-something. I think she is. She's like 43 or something like that. Really? Yeah. Mm, I don't like this, still. You don't like it? What, is that the reason why you didn't like it originally? Because she was young? No, I. well, I don't... There's something about him still living this Blink-182 <laughs> look. At this age, that really disturbs Marie me. Marie is the biggest Travis Barker fan of I've ever met. Listen, Marie, I freaking dare you to say that to my face. I freaking dare you. I'll shit in your toilet. I don't give a fuck. Because that's showbiz, baby. That's showbiz. Welcome to showbiz. Get a big dumper in your toilet from me. <laughs> I mean, on that note, I feel like we can close it on that note. You're scared to hear what would come out next. Yeah, I'm, I'm petrified. Um, so, yeah, that showbiz baby. And um, on that note, guys, I just want you to all just stay spooky. If that means taking shit, a shit or a dump in someone's trailer, then so be it. Bye. Bye.
This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network.